0: The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. We're surrounded with opportunities to make assumptions. And the trick is, can you recognize that you're making assumptions?
1: Welcome to Tuesday and a new episode of our week-long experiment in getting civil, in crossing political divides. My guest is Monica Guzman. She's a lifelong Democrat whose parents have voted Republican ever since they became US citizens. The ideological tension in their family is intense, but so is their love for one another. That stew of deep connection and passionate disagreement is a part of Monica's daily reality. And in her new book, I Never Thought of It That Way, She shares insights on how we can all pull back from the brink of the metaphoric or literal civil war that we sometimes seem to be headed for. The first step in this process is curiosity.
0: We need to get curious about each other, with each other. Curiosity is our hunger for knowledge, an extraordinary superpower. We all are capable of practicing it. But in order to use it, we have to overcome two big barriers. The first is fear. You can't wonder about something you think is out to get you. The more threatening we find other people, and the research is showing that we find people who disagree with us to be very threatening, the less likely it will be that we can approach them with curiosity. The second barrier to curiosity is certainty. Because if you think you know, you'll never think to ask. But we are, as humans, wired to understand each other and to learn. What happens if you put yourself in a place where you are not familiar? What new gaps can open up? Once we reframe confusion as complexity, all we need to do is go and bit by bit ask our questions.
1: So you say the first barrier to curiosity is fear what What are some examples of that? I mean, are we are we saying that I'm literally afraid of Trump voters? Are they literally afraid of Biden voters? Mm-hmm. Is it a physical fear? what What kind of fear are we talking about?
0: Oh, it can take so many forms. The main connection back to curiosity is you you can't really wonder about something you think is out to get you when mm. we go into a fear response. I mean, it's great. Fear helps us live and survive when we're in danger. Um, but as someone wisely said, Don't waste your fear on anything but danger. You want to make sure that when your fear is activated, it's because danger is really there. Now, back when we were learning about perceptions across the political divide, there's so many exaggerations. There's so many misperceptions. And what that will lead to sometimes is fear that might be greater than the actual Mm -hmm. disagreement there. So the fear can be anything. It can be, you know, I, I don't want to engage across the divide because... Because I'm afraid that I will unleash ideas that will cause harm. Um, I'm afraid to cross the divide because I believe that people who believe that thing think I shouldn't exist or want me dead or just flat out do not respect me as a person. Um, I remember one Republican, you know, that I that I talked to, you know, saying that about liberals like they don't even think I'm human. It could be fear of. Gosh, if I talk to this other person, what will my side think? Mm. Will they excommunicate yes. me?
1: Yeah. They will <laughs> well, I'll get canceled. There will be social right. opprobrium for yes. even engaging with this idea.
0: And then there's the more basic things about will I be misunderstood? Will this other person think mm-hmm. ill of me? And maybe this is a person I have a relationship with. What if I come off wrong? What if I say the wrong thing?
1: What if, I, yeah. blah, blah, blah,
0: blah, blah? you know? So it's fear yeah, of the other and, person, the other ideas, yeah. and the climate that we're in.
1: And it could be fear of just conflict. I mean, it can just be uncomfortable to have a difficult conversation with people. And sometimes, you know, it might not just, it it, it just feels not worth it. Yes. And then you say the second barrier to curiosity is certainty. That's interesting. So it's knowing that we're right, we don't feel the need to find out what the other person thinks, right?
0: If you think you know, you won't think to ask. Uh, Curiosity is activated when We put our attention on a gap between what we know and what we want to know. Now, if only human beings were robots, if human beings were robots, then uh, we would leave blanks in our in our brains Mm -mm. for the things we didn't know about other people. But that's not how humans work. Right. If I don't if I don't know something about other groups of people, a bunch of gunk fills in that gap in my brain. And I call those assumptions. Assumptions are certainties, little minions. You know, they go around filling these little gaps so that we don't realize that there are gaps at all and that we can be mm-hmm. asking questions to fill those gaps with something closer to reality. We're we're surrounded with opportunities to make assumptions. And the trick is, can you recognize that you're making assumptions?
1: So what do you say to some activists, say, for example, a racial justice activist or a trans rights activist who might say the other side of this debate is not just wrong they're dangerous and for me to engage with these ideas is literally a risk i can't afford to take Mm -hmm. you know lives are on the line here and i can't have a conversation with these people it's it will mean my own destruction
0: well the first thing to say is that none of this is a universal prescription where all right everyone marching orders you know you're all going to talk to nazis tomorrow (laughs) get ready (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) um you know, apart from being incredibly impractical, it's also cruel and and absurd. Um, everyone has their own relationship to certain political beliefs. And as we all know, for a lot of folks, it's not just a disagreement. This is this is who I am, right? If you, if you don't stand for rights for who I am, then it's a rejection of me, not just of my argument. And it's hard to see it any other way. And so I think that that is extremely important to keep in mind. Now, there are some incredible examples out there of folks who found a way to stay curious anyway. So one example I can think of is a man named Daryl Davis. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a black blues musician who was playing, you know, a gig at a bar and overheard Mm -hmm. a table of older white men saying some pretty racist things. And, you know, if he had blown up at them and and left or just left, no one would have blamed him at all. (laughs) What he did was he approached them. And he sat down with them and he started talking to them. Fast forward, Daryl Davis has a collection of about 200, I think, Q-Klux Klan robes from members of the Q-Klux Klan who have given him his their robes because in conversation with him, they realized that their beliefs were absurd. Wow. So can we all be Daryl Davis? No, we cannot. But this is the question that he asked that mm-hmm. gave him the capacity to stay curious, even around ideas that are. <laughs> truly deviant and, and quite quite off. And the question was, how can you hate me if you don't even know me? And and it's not an angry question. It was him telling himself, this doesn't even make sense. And so he sat, he listened to them, he got to know them. And as a result, they got to know him. And when they put that against their assumptions about mm. black people, they saw them as false. And that converted a lot. So, so it's like, am I more grateful? Am I grateful that there are 200 fewer members of the Ku Klux Klan because of Daryl? Yes, I am. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but like, was Daryl going to get them to take off their robes? by doing what we tend to do, which is yelling and shaming. Well, probably not. But Mm -hmm. he was probably going to take himself out of a risky situation. He was going to not be part of that. So he, he took on a lot of risk, a gargantuan amount of risk. And it had a real impact.
1: Okay, so to clarify, Monica is not asking you to become drinking buddies with the KKK or to risk your life by engaging with people who are literally out to murder you. But I think those cases are quite rare. Most of the people you disagree with are people you can talk to. It just takes a little courage and a little curiosity. One of the keys to this approach is realizing that those people didn't choose their opinions any more than you did. Their beliefs, like yours, came out of their life experiences. So don't imagine that one clever meme or one mic drop of a political argument is going to change anyone's mind. Tomorrow, Monica will explain what it's like to engage on this deeper human level, beyond left and right, beyond even right and wrong. See you tomorrow.